into another edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, August 3rd. I'm your host, Donald Ware. And as we did yesterday, we took a look at Florida and and we're going to stay in the state of Florida as today we're going to take a look at the Bethune-Cookman Wildcats, who I think are loaded coming into this season. I think, as a matter of fact, they're going to have one of the better backfields in all of FCS because they do it by a committee situation but they had a bunch of injuries last year that forced some guys to play that actually excelled as a matter of fact this team averaged in excess of 153 yards rushing per game and I think that climbs this year and I'm going to tell you why I think that this is one of the um, top four teams in the MEAC coming into 2017 I I do believe that they're going to have to fix some things on defense Um, where they struggled a bit defensively last year. But if you look at the four wins that they had on last year, they were four straight wins, and they lost the game against – well, they they had four straight wins, I should say. Excuse me. Um, But, you know, not the type of season that Terry Sims and his staff wanted, but the bottom line was they had a bunch of injuries last year and uh, to some degree were able to overcome some of the injuries – that they, in fact, had on last season. Still, defense was an issue. I mean, listen, they went toe-to-toe with North Carolina a t It took North Carolina a t to get a pick-six late in the ball game to kind of wrap things up. But, um, listen, Bethune-Cookman was going toe-to-toe. The problem is they couldn't stop a ts offense, even though they could score a lot of points, and they're going to be very good on the offensive side of the football. Uh, let's talk about that offensive side of the football and it's going to begin at the quarterback position with Larry Brim who completed 57% of his passes last year 1368 yards 11 touchdowns and four interceptions um you know he's 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 good i mean this guy can play he was beset by a couple of injuries on last year which um you know i'm not going to say limited him but the bottom line was he 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 made do they he didn't play in all um, 11, he missed the game as a matter of fact, but he was injured in even some of the games he played in, but only to have thrown four interceptions is pretty good. So he's going to be a guy that's going uh, to trigger this offense. And as a matter of fact, I mean, he's got some receivers to get the football to. Frank Brown, Jawill Davis. Now, I'll tell you what, both of these guys can play Jawill Davis um, is a real, real deep threat. Frank Brown is a deep threat to some degree as well. These two young men combined for 56 receptions, 827 yards, and eight touchdowns on last season. So uh, Brim's going to have some guys that he can get the football to. As a matter of fact, um, Davis and Brown. Brown was the leading receiver, and Davis was right behind him. So that's going to be a good situation for Brim in terms of his wide receivers. Then it's the running game. I alluded to it earlier. This running game is going to be absolutely tremendous. It, it was done by committee on last year, still averaged 153 yards per game. Check this out. Michael Jones returns. Now, Michael Jones, um, in his sophomore year in 2014, he led um, Bethune-Cookman in rushing last year. He, or in 2015, I should say, he was second in rushing. 
has never averaged, and he was hurt last year. That was the issue. He was hurt last year, so they had to go to some younger guys who were really, quite frankly, um, able to, in fact, get the job done. And so, uh, but in Jones's career, in his two seasons, he never averaged any less than 5.7 yards per carry. So that's going to definitely be uh, a, a key there for Bethune-Cookman in the running game. And then you have their leading rusher from last year, Jamaroos Tompkins, is back. The second leading rusher, Cameron Rigby, is back. The third leading rusher, Tupac Ismay, returns. Um, that, listen, they're going to be very good when it comes to running the football and to have a quarterback that is very solid. This is going to be a very potent Bethune-Cookman offense, which returns eight starters on that side of the football. So that that's definitely a plus for Bethune-Cookman. When you look at them from a defensive perspective, again, they have seven starters returning from a defense that gave up a lot of points. Uh, they're going to have to cut that down. Uh, the leader of that defense is going to be linebacker Trenton Bridges. He had 56 tackles last year. Nine of those tackles for loss also had eight pass breakups. But, you know, when you're giving up uh, the amount of points that Bethune-Cookman gave up per game, it is, in fact, very, very difficult to uh, to be able to do anything on the offensive side of the football. So um, Bethune-Cookman definitely going to have to improve in that regard on defense. Uh, one of the keys, I think, when you look at this schedule, I mean, this is a tough schedule for Bethune-Cookman. First four games on the road, three of those first four games are against FBS opponents, Miami, Southeastern Louisiana, and then Florida Atlantic. So um, you're talking about money games. Yes, that's going to be good for Bethune-Cookman, for the athletics department, for the football program in terms of from a financial standpoint, but uh, not so good when you're having to play FBS opponents. Now, with that being said, <laughs> we can say that, or I can sit here and say that, but this is a Bethune-Cookman program that two years in a row beat Florida International, which is an FBS program also. So, you know, we'll see. And I think with the offense, they, they definitely are, are going to be able to compete. There's no doubt about that. But that is tough to have to play against FBS opponents and then more specifically first three games on the road. And then their opening MEAC game is also on the road against Howard. They have to travel to uh, Washington to take on Howard. So your first four games uh, are on the road. That is going to be very tough, I think, for Bethune-Cookman. But then two um, conversely, three of their next four games are at home. So, um, you know, I think Howard's going to be improved this year. We'll talk about Howard a little bit uh, later on as these podcasts progress. Um, I think Bethune-Cookman should be able to beat Howard. So if they can get off to the right start, then three of the next four MEAC games are at home and uh, they can maybe kind of keep that momentum rolling in MEAC play. Um, you know, they have South Carolina State at home, which is a good thing. The issue is, however, Bethune-Cookman has the top two dogs on the road in North Carolina uh, A&T and then also North Carolina Central. Um, so that's going to be tough when you're talking about the top two teams in the conference are road games. I still think that Bethune-Cookman is very good. They're going to be a top four team in the MEAC, and that offense is going to be absolutely Potent. So that's a look at the Wildcats 
And uh, we appreciate you listening to our daily podcasts. Log on to our website, BoxToRow.com. BoxToRow.com. We're going to end the week uh, on tomorrow on a high note, taking a look uh, at another team from the MEAC as well. And if you want to tweet us, follow us on Twitter, first of all, at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. And then use hashtag HBCU125. If you have any comments about anything that I had to say about Bethune-Cookman or any of our podcasts, you can um, use hashtag HBCU125. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and I'll talk with you tomorrow.